Hey, Patriots, I am going to attempt the impossible. I'm going to try to give you guys a summary of the book of Revelation because we need it. We really need to know what it's about and not a lot of the deception and the hype that we have heard. And you might think, well, I haven't really studied it, so I don't really know. You know what? It has seeped into our culture and it's in there and we need to know what the, what the truth really is. And the other thing that is going to be nearly impossible for me is to try to do this without commentary or very much. I want to try to throw a few little things in there. So let's go. All right. So chapter one. John has been given this wonderful honor to receive this prophecy and to give it to us. So let's go. When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. That's our Lord Jesus. He was wearing a long robe with a golden sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves he held seven stars in his right hand and a sharp two-edged sword came out from his mouth and his face was like the sun in its brilliance when i saw him i fell at his feet as if i were dead but he laid his right hand on me and said don't be afraid i am the first and the last i am the living one i died but look i'm alive forever and ever and i hold the keys of death and the grave write down what you have seen both the things that are now happening and the things that will happen this is the meaning of the mystery of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and the seven gold lampstands the seven stars are the angels of seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches all right, so the next thing he's going to do, he's going to give a message to the churches. And you're going to see that it's a lot like what we've been understanding in our day. I'm not going to read a lot of it, but the message to Ephesus. I know the things that you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. So that's the same as with us, guys. We are not putting up, we're not tolerating evil, right? What about to Smyrna? I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. They say they are Jews, but they are not because they, their synagogue belongs to Satan. That's what we've been finding out too. A lot of these people who said they're Jews, they're not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. Now, what about Pergamum? I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. Haven't we learned about that, guys? This is the message we've been receiving in this day, too. They knew about it back then. Verse 24, but I also have this message for the rest of you at Thyatira who have not followed this false teaching, deeper truths as they call them, depths of Satan actually. The secret society, deeper knowledge, getting all this knowledge, I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what I, you have until I come. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, to them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my father, and I will also give them the morning star. 
Isn't this amazing, you guys? The Bible says that we will rule and reign with him. We will, we who are victorious, will have authority over the nations, over all these. These ones who've ruled over us, we're going to rule over them. All right, let's go on to chapter three. This is the message to Sardis. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as an unexpectedly, as a thief. And that's why I'm so glad you guys are awake. There are a lot of people who are asleep and they're going to be very surprised when this whole thing, maybe what comes out in June, in July this month, or maybe once this is all over, they're like, wait, we missed the whole thing. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white purity, right? Now about the church of Philadelphia. Look, I will force those who belong to synagogue Satan, those liars who say they are Jews, but are not to come and bow down at your feet. Haven't I read you some of those chapters in, in from Isaiah 49, etc.? Um, they will bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones that I love. And check this out. I will also write on them my new name. How cool is that? So Jesus has been given a new name. This is not the only place that says it. I know all these things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. This is talking about the church of Laodicea. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's a pretty, pretty big picture right there. I don't want to be one of those. I want to be on it for the Lord especially in this day, must be completely committed, right? Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. So let's be listening. Let's be seeking him with all of our hearts, right? And let's sign. Let's listen for that. Knock on our hearts and open that door and listen and listen, listen. All right. So now let's go on to chapter three. Um, this is a beautiful picture of what is going on in heaven in the center, in the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a human face and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings and their wings were covered all over with eyes inside and out day after day and night after night. They kept on saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the almighty, the one who always was, who is and who is still to come. What amazing creatures these are. I think this is a picture of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm not going to go into detail about it. Maybe I'll do that on, on another video. But that this is where we get the clearest understanding of the mystery of of God's revelation of His of of His um, of Christ coming to complete the mission of salvation. We don't get it uh, primarily in Psalms or primarily in the Book of Revelation or in Genesis. We get the understanding of God's Word primarily, the most clear in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I think those are the ones that cry out, holy, holy, holy. So this is a beautiful picture of, of heaven that all honor is going to the Lord Jesus, right? So now chapter five, 
the lamb opens the scroll. Then I saw a scroll at the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. And there was writing on the inside and outside of the scroll. And it was sealed with seven seals, perfectly sealed, not able for you or I to open or anyone else. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on the scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. And he is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. So this is what's going to happen in our, in our day. I, I sometimes wonder about these, these uh, sealed indictments that this, that's one of the things that's going to be open, that all of this is being revealed to us. And that is part of the seven seals that's, that are being opened in our day. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests of our God, for our God, and they will reign on the earth. That's you and me, guys. That is us. That is believers from all over the world. Those uh, our brothers and sisters in Iran fighting for truth. The one in, in Venezuela, the ones who fighting, who've been fighting in Saudi Arabia and in North Korea and in Syria and in Russia even. For you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will reign on the earth. The earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord because there are going to be godly men and women who are ruling in every place around the world. Isn't that beautiful? I know. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be giving commentary. All right, let's go. The lamb breaks the first six seals. Okay, here we go. As I watched, the lamb broke the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living beings saying with a voice like thunder, come. I looked up and saw a white horse standing there. Its rider carried a bow and a crown was placed on its head. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. When the lamb broke the second seal, I heard the second voice living being say, come. Then another voice appeared, a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth. There was war and slaughter everywhere. These are, these are the ones who have been destroying us all these years. When the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the li third living being say, come. And I looked and saw a black horse and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from heaven from among the four living beings say, a loaf of wheat bread or three loaves of barley will cost a, pen a day's pay. And don't waste the olive oil and wine. This is our financial devastation. When the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, come. I looked up and I saw a horse whose color was pale green. Its rider was named Death and its companion was the grave. These two were given authority over one fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and wild animals. They've certainly done that, right? The beast has certainly done that. When the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of all who have been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. So they're saying, how long, right? Oh, sovereign Lord, holy and true. How long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Then a white robe was given to each one of them and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. We've had so many martyrs in this past century. And I think the enemy knows his time is short and he's been trying to destroy all the believers who've been rising up. 
verse 12, I watched as the lamb broke the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth and the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree as shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll and all the mountains and islands were moved from their places. This is about the truth coming, the truth bearing down. And they have been damaging our sunlight. <laughs> right now the sky is blue, but it's hard to get a blue sky, right? And uh, we've seen a lot of blood moons. And we see now a lot of these stars, a lot of these famous people, a lot of these uh, powerful people are falling. They're falling. And all these mountainous people who've just been in control, they're, they are being removed. And then everyone, the kings of the earth and the rulers and the generals and the wealthy, the powerful and every slave free and, per and every free person all hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come. And who is able to survive? This is even though they've done all this damage to us, guys, they know their day is coming. Now let's go to chapter seven. God's people will be preserved. I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds so that they did not blow on the earth or the sea or even on a tree. He says, wait, don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. Now this is you and me. If you have your faith in Christ and you are following after him, you are sealed. You are protected. Now there are maybe some people who are awake and maybe they, but they don't really necessarily know the Lord. I can't promise that they are protected, but this is for those who have their faith in Christ. They are sealed. They are protected. And I heard uh, how many were marked with the seal of God. 144,000 were sealed from all the tribes of Israel. It's not about the physical Israel. It's about those who are in God's family. And that we are fighting together. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about this 144,000 when we get to chapter 14. And after, I, after this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And the Lamb, of course, is our Lord Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? Look at the very end. You can read this when you have time. I would love to read it all, you know, but it says he will lead them to the springs of life giving water and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. It's one of the reasons I'm so glad you're here. I believe this is a place of life giving water. There's so many sites that are, that are um, fear mongering and um, uh, deception, but this is a place of life giving water because we are so focused on reading the word as you told us because you know god wins and god will wipe every tear from their eyes we're going to see the day you guys when all of our tears will be wiped away Isn't that beautiful chapter let's move on chapter eight keep going okay the lamb breaks the seventh seal and this is up about a part that we have played these are our prayers the smoke of incense mixed with prayers of god's holy people ascended to god from the altar where the angel had poured them out then the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar and threw it down upon the earth and thunder crashed and lightning flashed and there was a terrible earthquake now here we go the four the first four trumpets now we're talking about how we are fighting back okay and it's a it's a war it's a battle. It's hot. It is, uh, there's a lot of deception, a lot of plagues that are happening. And we're experiencing a lot of this too. A lot of the things that they are doing, we're having to bear the brunt of. 
but it's going to be okay. Okay. But that's what this, this, the trumpets are about. Okay. Because we've got, we blow the trump and we all are hearing the alarm and we're all fighting in this battle together. Okay. Where there's a great, because of the great awakening, the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blasts. The first angel blew his trumpet and hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down on the earth. One third of the earth was set on fire. One third of the trees were burned and all the green grass was burned. Don't think of a physical burning necessarily, um, but it's just going to be an obvious devastation. And especially because this is now, they were fighting us before. They were doing all of these things to us before. And now we're fighting back. And yes, there's a lot of devastation on both sides. This is a war. This is a war, okay? But we are taking it to them and we're not gonna stop until they're cast into the abyss. The second angel blew his trumpet and the great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. One third of the water in the sea became blood. One third of all living things in the sea died. One third of all the ships were, of the sea were destroyed. This is talking about the financial devastation, the, 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 um, the, uh, the, all the devastation on the enemy, okay? All those seized assets, all that they are being um, punished. They're being, they're being, uh, prosecuted okay and that's what it's really about it's not so much about us having the financial devastation it's about them all the things that they they thought they were so rich and they but now it's being removed then the third angel blew his trumpet and a great star fell from the sky burning like a torch it fell on one third of the rivers and on the springs of water the name of the star was bitterness it made one third of the water bitter and many people died from drinking the bitter water now i will say that we have been poisoned there is no doubt our water our air our food so you've got to be very very careful about what you drink right? You've got to, I've been putting sodium chloride in my water to cleanse it so I can cleanse. So I'm not dizzy, not all these things that are happening. So I want you to uh, be aware of that. So it, we can avoid a lot of these things if we will listen and follow the Lord very carefully. The fourth angel blew his trumpet and one third of the sun was struck. One third of the moon, one third of the stars, they became dark and one third of the day was dark. Also one third of the night. Again, I believe this is those chemtrails and, and it's uh, <laughs> something to see. And, and so we've got to avoid as much as possible having those effects on us. Again, everyone is having the same effect all over the world. And then I looked and I heard a single eagle, a single eagle cry loud, crying loudly as it flew through the air. Terror, terror, terror to all who belong to the world because of what will happen when these last three angels blow their trumpets. Okay, so it's, it's not, it's, it's those who belong to the world. Okay, the, the main terror is on those who belong to the world. You and I don't belong to the world. We belong to our Lord Jesus Christ. We, we are sealed. Remember, don't forget about it. Don't forget. Do not let any of this stuff uh, scare you or rattle you. All right, here we go. Chapter nine, the fifth trumpet brings the first terror. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. When he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace and the sunlight and air turned dark from the smoke. Then locusts came from the smoke and descend, descended on the earth and they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. So I want you to know that this is, this, the enemy is fighting with everything he's got at this point. You know, it's getting hotter. <laughs> They've come out with the craziest stuff in the whole wide world. It's not going to work, but they don't let them sting you with some of this deception and some of this, uh, this error. Okay. Now release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates river. Um, the, then the four angels who have been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one third of all the people on the earth. I heard the size of their army, which was 200 million mounted troops. So they are doing a lot of evil in our day 
trying to uh, trying to uh, invade countries, Europe trying to come into our country and our president is working hard to keep them from being able to do that. Okay. So there are people who are uh, falling prey to this um, deception. Don't let it fall. Don't fall victim to it. Um, it's not about physical death necessarily, but just being in terror, being in, in fear, being just feel like I'm just, I'm scared to death. Right. That's not, that's not us, but the people who did not die in these plagues, still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thefts. So if you don't fall into those categories, you're not murdering or witchcraft or sexual immorality or thefts, then this is not applying to you, okay? So don't worry, all right? But there are many who have been been involved in these things and the question is whether they're going to repent that is what all these things are for is to wake people up and go come out of this evil right do not fall victim to this now chapter 10 now there was an angel with a small scroll he said keep secret what the seven thunders said and do not write it down then the angel I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand toward heaven. He swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and everything in them, the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said, there will be no more delay. When the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. We are getting to see it, though, you guys. We're getting to see it. And so you see how close we are? We are, like, right there. Now, these are the trumpets. Now it's going to go into Revelation chapter 11, which is one of my absolute favorites. And this is talking about the two witnesses. I love it. I wish I could read the whole thing, but I do have another, um, another video about Revelation chapter 11. And the two prophets, those are the church and the government. Those are the two prophets that should work righteousness in the earth. And let's see what happens. These two prophets are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of all the earth to light the earth, to bring refreshing and healing to the earth. Um, and, you know, watch my other video to get more detail on it. But they were killed. Look at verse 8. Their bodies will lie in the main street of Jerusalem, the city that is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt. Okay? So Sodom is what was their sin? It's, it was sexual perversion. And that's what we found is there's a lot of these evil people have, have, have destroyed us a lot using sexual perversion do not fall victim to it and egypt this is those the pharaoh the one who was ruling the earth through his evil power and this is the picture of the beast and that has been used to destroy our good government and our good religious institutions they have done both from the government of uh, the evil beast government as well as the sexual immorality has been used to silence and to stop God's people from rising up and speaking truth in those in those categories in the government and the, in the church. So Sodom and Egypt, the sexual perversion and the evil government authorities, the beast, the new world order have been used to silence the godly judges, the godly rulers and the and the in the Christian church, the, the, the believers. They have been basically dead. But after three and a half days, God breathed life into them. <laughs> That's what we're seeing. And they stood up. Terror struck all who were staring at them. 
they didn't, they don't know what to do. Now the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices shouting in heaven. The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ and he will reign forever and ever. Ah, oh, yay. We give thanks to you, Lord God, the almighty, the one who is and who always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were filled with wrath, but now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people and all who fear your, your name from the least to the greatest. It is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Ah, oh, love it. Love it. So yes, the Lord Jesus has been the King of Kings. It hasn't appeared. So he has now assumed his role and he's begun to reign. Praise the Lord. How awesome is that? Bro, okay, let's keep going. Chapter 12 is getting more exciting. I love it. Now, chapter 12, this is the great sign in the heavens that we saw September 23rd, 2017. This was a sign the Lord had for us at the beginning of the millennial reign of Christ. Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun and the moon beneath her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. It isn't easy to, to bring this kingdom into birth. It isn't easy. And the enemy is going to fight us with everything he's got. I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns with seven crowns on his head. His tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky and he threw them to the earth. He stood in front of the woman as she was about to give birth, ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born trying so hard to stop this kingdom from coming, and he cannot do it. She gave birth to a son who was to rule all nations with an iron rod. Isn't that what it just said a few chapters ago? That we would rule with Christ the nations with an iron rod. And her child was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to God into his throne. So we are safe. We are safe. Do not worry. Okay? Um, and the woman fled into the wilderness where God had prepared a place to care for her for 1260 days. 1260 days is the same as three and a half years, which is the same as 42 weeks. It is a period of Christ's ministry. Okay. That was, that was how long he had his ministry when he was on earth the first time. And this is a, this is a picture of it. We are with him in ministry and we're with, we're safe. And then I heard a voice, a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth. the one who accuses them before our God day and night. They have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much as they were afraid to die. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. Not just us here, but all those who are living in the heavens, our, our family has gone on, right? Rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing he has a little time. He has a very little time, but that's okay. We're winning. We're winning. We know it's crazy. We know it's crazy. All right, let's keep going. The dragon um, was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus. Then the dragon took his stand on the shore beside the sea. All right. So don't expect to have some war. Don't expect to have some battle. We've got a, an info war. We've got a battle of media of, of all this deception. That's what the war is. The beast out of the sea. Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and 10 horns with 10 crowns on its head on its horns. 
and written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshiped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they also worshiped the beast. Who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed, who is able to fight against him? I want you to understand this is not a new beast on the scene. This is the same one that we've had for all these years, for years and years and years. So this is not a new thing that's coming. This is the same as the new world order. They are the antichrist, the man of lawlessness, the man of sin. Same thing. This is the government, the evil government institutions that have all these heads and all these forms of power all over the world, but their power is being dismantled. Praise the Lord. Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God. He has given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months again for this period of the church since Christ left this ministry of the church. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. Yes, he's conquered us, but we're back. We're back. We're alive. Remember it says in Revelation 11, and he has, was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation and all the people who, were, who belong to this world worship the beast. We've been under his evil tyranny, evil authority. And, and you know, whether we bow down to worship or not, we have, we've unfortunately fall under his, have fallen under his, um, his tyrannical rule. Okay. But that day is quickly coming to an end. Now that is the beast that rules um, in, in the government. Now we're talking about the one who, who rules in religious institutions, the beast out of the earth. And I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like those of a lamb, like those of a lamb. But he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He's got demonic authority. He pretends to love God. And it's a fake. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He exercised all the authority of the first beast. So they worked together. And he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast, worship the new world order, whose fatal wound had been healed. I think that that was actually after World War II. I, do too, I really do believe that that's when it was. He did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth and from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the peoples to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. It's not a matter of bowing down. It's a matter of that fall under this rule. Fall under this. This is the kingdom. This is who's going to rule the world. Okay. And so they had this statue. Well, again, it's not about a statue that speaks. It's about where are you going to get your truth from? You get your truth from what we tell you in the, in the schools. You get your truth from the media. You get your truth from us. We will speak and you must listen and obey, right? And so they, they've deceived the whole world. We've all fallen prey to this, this deception, right? He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on their right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one 
with understanding, solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. So we know that they have been ruling all, all over the place. And we it's, it's been so hard to not fall under their dominion, under their tyranny. Okay? And it's not about us not being able to buy food. It's about if you want to be a winner in this world, you've got to toe the line. You've got to do as we tell you to do. And that's why some of us have really been struggling because we have said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to participate in that. Okay. Let's keep going. Then I saw the lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. We don't have the 666 on our foreheads. We have our father's name on us. We are sealed. We are protected. And I heard a sound from heaven like the roar of mighty ocean waves or the rolling of loud thunder. It was like the sound of many harpists playing together. That's us, you guys. That's us. The noise. He said, be loud, right? This great choir sang a wonderful new song in front of the throne of God and before the four living beings and the 24 elders. No one could learn this song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. That's us. We're the ones who are fighting. We're the ones who are fighting and we're going to sing a song that no one else is going to know. They kept themselves as pure as virgins following the lamb wherever he goes. They've been purchased from among the people on the earth as a special offering to God and to the lamb. They have told no lies. They are without blame. You know what? We are truth tellers. We're speaking the truth whether somebody likes it or not. And look at these three angels. These were more signs in the heavens and I strongly believe that we've already had these signs. You can look at my chapter um, uh, 14 video and you will see the, what I believe these signs were. And I saw another angel flying through the sky, carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to this world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people, fear God. He shouted, give glory to him for the time has come when he will sit as judge. I believe this sign was in the, the, the sign of judgment in the heavens, which is Libra. And this was back in December. Beautiful. Fear God. Judgment has come. Judgment has come on the beast. Then another angel, another star in heaven, followed him through the sky, shouting, Babylon is fallen. That great city is fallen because she made all the nations of the world drink the wine of her passionate immorality. How do we know it's fallen? Because of all the CEO resignations, all the 1,100 pages of seized assets, all the huge 40,000 sealed federal indictments. It's fallen, judged, and now fallen. Third angel following him saying, Anyone who worships the beast in his statue or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of God's anger. It must, it has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath. This was another one. I think it was in March. Beautiful, amazing sign that this is the day when this is happening. How amazing. Now look what happens next. And we've been beginning to see the beginning signs of that. That's why I think our, our uh, channel, everyone is coming to our channel to hear the word of the Lord, because look at this horrorist. I saw a white cloud and seated on the cloud was someone like the son of man. He had a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came from the temple and shouted to the one sitting on the cloud, swing the sickle for the time of harvest has come. The crop on earth is ripe. So the one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the full earth was harvested. That is all these who are coming to know the Lord. They're listening. They're hearing his voice. They're, they're saying, oh, we want to know the Lord. We want to hear what his truth is. We want to see what is, what is his plan on this earth. What is he doing? No more what the enemy is doing. What is the Lord doing after that? Another angel came from the temple in heaven and he also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel 
who had a power to destroy with fire, came from the altar. He shouted to the angel with the sharp sickle, swing your sickle now to gather the clusters of grapes from the vines of the earth, for they are ripe for judgment. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and loaded the grapes into the great wine press of God's wrath. These are the grapes of wrath, and they are being gathered up. Isn't that a beautiful thing? They are being taken and removed from us, removed from those companies, removed from government positions all over the world, going to Gitmo or worse. Now chapter 15, the song of Moses and of the Lamb. Then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. Again, his wrath on them, not on us. I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name that's us that's us we've been victorious we are the victors we are the champions they were all holding harps that god had given them and they were singing this song of moses the servant of god and the song of the lamb great and marvelous are your works O lord god the almighty just and true are your ways O king of the nations who will not fear you lord and glorify your name no no fearing the beast like that said in the last chapter no no no. we're fear the lord we give honor to him we give reverence to him for you alone are holy all nations will come and worship before you for your righteous deeds have been revealed the great revelation isn't this amazing the seven angels who were holding the seven plagues came out from the temple then one of the four living being, beings handed each of the seven angels a golden bowl filled with the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. Okay, so here we go with the bowls now. We've had the, the trumpets. The trumpets are over. Where it's, a, it's the fighting between us. Now, now we've got the bowls of wrath that are going to be poured out on the beast, the false prophet, and the harlot. So again, remember, this is talking about all that's happening to the enemy those who have made a pact with the dark side okay so the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth and horrible malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast who worshiped his statue then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it became like the blood of a corpse and everything in the sea died again on the beast the false prophet the harlot okay the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs and they became blood you are just, O Holy One, who is and who always was, because you have sent these judgments, since they shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets. You have given them blood to drink. It is their just reward. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. And everyone was burned by this blast of heat. And they cursed the name of God, who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent of their deeds and turn to God and give him glory. Okay? On them, you guys. Remember, on them. They're cursing God because the heat of this battle, they can't fight it. They can't win. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. And they cursed God, the God of heaven, for their pains and their swords, and they did not repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies toward the west without hindrance. And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophets. They're demonic spirits who work miracles and go out to all the rulers of the world to gather them for the battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God, the Almighty. Wow. So they are pulling out all the stops, all the stops 
coming from everywhere. They're like, we need more troops to, to come and, and, and come across the borders and fight God's people. But it is not going to help. It's not going to work. Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are those all who are watching for me and keep their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. Isn't that beautiful, you guys? That's us. We are awake and we are following after the Lord. We're, we're in his army. We're, we're sealed. Isn't that beautiful? And a great earthquake struck. The worst since people were placed on the earth, the great city of Babylon split into three sections and the cities of many nations fell into heaps of rubble. Their empire is finished it is destroyed like the walls of jericho have come crumbling down they curse god because of the terrible plague of the hailstorm they can't believe they can't win all the truth is just coming at them like like hail right in this wonderful chapter 17 this is not the first time that the, that the prostitute has been um on the scene but this is the first maybe the first chapter we're hearing about it what is the prostitute it is those who are in league with the enemy okay and they are in the media they're in the uh the the companies they're in the hollywood they're in all these different places secret societies to help do their evil okay these are those who will do anything for money like a harlot okay one of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls over came over and spoke to me come with me and i will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who rules over many waters the kings of the world have committed adultery with her and the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her, of her immorality okay so these people have been willing to do anything and they've been riding this beast and they're going to find out that they bet wrong now i'm i'm not going to i'm going to have another whole video on this section right here verse 9 but I'm going to go ahead and read it here. Um, this calls for a mind with understanding. The seven beasts, the seven heads of the beast represent the seven hills where the woman rules. They also represent seven kings. Five kings have already fallen. The sixth now reigns and the seventh is yet to come. But his reign will be brief. The scarlet beast that was but is no longer is the eighth king he is like the other seven and he too is headed for destruction the ten horns of the beast are ten kings who have not yet risen to power they will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast they will all agree to give him their power and authority together they will all go to war against the lamb but the lamb will defeat them because he is the lord of all lords and the king of all kings and his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him Ah, that's us, you guys. We're going to win and they're going to lose. Then the angel said to me, the waters where the prostitute is ruling represent masses of people of every nation and language. The scarlet beast and his ten horns all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. They will agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast. And so all, so the words of God will be fulfilled. This woman you saw in the vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the, of the world. So they have been used, uh, just like a harlot is used, and they will be realizing that they, they bet wrong. They really did. And maybe, maybe from this, they will wake up and realize that they need to come out from among them. Some of the people are. All right, guys, chapter 18. After all this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon is fallen. That great city has fallen. She has become a home 
four demons. Again, it's not about a physical location. It's about this whole cabal is this huge city of evil all around the whole world. She's a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture, every foul and dreadful animal. You can watch my whole video on chapter 18. Uh, it's on this site. For her sins are piled as high as heaven, and God remembers her evil deeds. He does remember those. Do to her as she has done to others. Double her penalty for all her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others, so brew twice as much for her. How terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city. In a single moment, in a single moment, God's judgment came on you. Ah, oh, yay. He has fought and has won the battle for us. Now, chapter 19. Praise the Lord. Mm, the song of victory in heaven. Praise the Lord. For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and let us give honor to him. For the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb and his bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear. For the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, these are true words that came that come from God. Then, I saw heaven opened and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True. Obviously, that's our Lord Jesus, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire and on his head were many crowns. The name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood and his title was the word of God. That's the blood of, the, of his enemies. The armies of heaven dressed in finest of pure white linen. That's us followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He, no, they don't like his words. <laughs> he will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fierce wrath of God the Almighty like juice flowing from a wine press. On his robe at his thigh was written this title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky, come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings and generals, strong warriors of horses and their riders of all humanity, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. The beast was captured and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on the behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshiped his statue. Both the beast and his false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur and their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding on the white horse. That truth is killing them. That truth that we're shooting and the Lord Jesus is shooting is killing them. And the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. The last little bit we're going to read is in chapter 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, that old serpent who is de the devil, Satan, and bound him in the chains for a thousand years. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years were finished. Afterward, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or their hands, their, their minds or their deeds. They all came to life again, and they reigned with him, reigned with Christ for a thousand years.
I hope you enjoyed this. We'll read more later, but this is really where we are at this point. We are that close to getting this done. And so I don't want to uh, make it any more complicated by reading any farther. This was plenty, I'm sure. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this has gotten you fired up, that the Lord's word is true. Let's give him praise. Thank you, Lord, that you have revealed this to us, this great revelation. We know that we get to be on your side. We thank you that you have sealed us. We thank you that we get to ride alongside you. We thank you that you are the great conqueror. You are the one on that white horse who is faithful and true. You are the one with that short, sharp sword in your mouth and they don't like it one little bit. I thank you that you are the, the one who is the conqueror of all of this and that we will rule and reign with you for a thousand years and have great peace. We give you praise. We ask you to bless our efforts as we ride alongside you. Guide us everywhere you want us to go, what you want us to say, what you want us to do. We are here at your disposal. And we just give you the praise because you are the great King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you assumed your role and you've come to reign in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. All right, guys, I will talk to you later.